The Lincoln Speedway virtual flagging system debuts this weekend, and one high-profile central PA driver says we should be open-minded about it. We'll talk about that, plus High Limit and Lucas at Golden Isles, other weekend racing to watch, and something new coming from Dirt Tracker. Let's go. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Before we get started, I've got a little streaming news for you out of Texas. RaceOnTexas.com announced today a rebrand of their streaming platform to just Race On. The broadcaster is entering its 10th year in operation and carries over 400 live events a year, focusing on over 20 local racetracks. They will also carry several larger events in 2024, including the Lone Star 600 and the Short Track Nationals. There's a lot of pressure right now for racing promoters to secure stronger revenue sources, and RaceOn has a unique model where they share revenue every month with their member tracks. They released a podcast on their platform recently talking about the changes and the focus shifting to a stronger marketing push for these member tracks. If you want to check that out, you can go to their new website, raceon.com, and give it a listen. While you're there, check out their upcoming broadcast schedule and sign up for a subscription. A monthly plan gets you access to all of their live racing, replays, plus it supports your local racetrack. Coming up, they'll be streaming racing from tracks like Hunt County, Boot Hill, and Big O, which includes Modifieds, Flat Track Motorcycles, and plenty more. That's RaceOn.com. You can find them in the Apple app and Google Play stores, along with Fire TV and Roku. I dropped a trailer uh, this morning for a new video series coming to the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel. I've partnered up with Sprint Car Driver Zach Hampton and we'll be sharing a full sprint car build over the course of a multi-part video series. These will be in-depth pieces showing you the intricacies of putting a car together from bare frame to interior, suspension, engine, bodywork, and all of it. You'll uh, see just about every nut and bolt that goes into the process. Part one will debut in the coming days, so stay tuned for that. I haven't finished editing all of the footage just yet, but will end up being maybe eight or ten videos. And I also have a shop tour video with Zach as well, so tons of good content coming up. Uh, the High Limit Sprint Car and Lucas Late Model Seasons continue this weekend at Golden Isles in Georgia. Thursday, we get High Limit uh, along with Crate Late Models. Friday is Lucas plus the Crate Late Models, and then Saturday is High Limit and Lucas. We're just two races deep into the High Limit season with only East Bay complete, but Kyle Larson and Tyler Courtney already have one win each, and Brad Sweet and Corey Day are tied atop the very way too early season standings. Uh, teams did have a chance to practice last night and looking at my race pass and social media, looks like Rico Abreu had the single fastest lap on the night. The pre-entry list for the weekend includes 26 sprint cars. That's the 17 uh, full-time high limit drivers, plus Ryan Timms, Sam Haverteep, Cole Macedo, Kevin Newton, Dylan Norris, Anthony Macri, Eric Riggins, Kyle Larson, and Austin McCarl. For being in Georgia and a week removed from the kind of real end of speed weeks in Florida, I think getting 26 cars for this one is a win. East Bay was boosted by having so many 360s there, and this one was going to be a tough draw. Uh, with the icebreaker happening this weekend at Lincoln, you figured no PA cars would come down, but we are getting Macri and Norris. And Golden Isles uh, hasn't hosted a whole lot of sprint car racing. It's not exactly a, a hotbed of sprint car racing. So I think handicapping as well, uh, this one will be a little bit tough. It's red clay like we see at Charlotte, similar length, four tenths of a mile. Lap times look to be pretty comparable as well. If we use Charlotte as a barometer, I'd keep an eye on Sweet, Rico, Brent, Mark, Sunshine, and obviously Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson will continue to be a problem for the High Limit teams anytime he makes the, the trip this season. And this weekend is an easy one as the NASCAR Cup Series is not far away racing in Atlanta, and Larson is double dipping with the late model as well. I wanted to give you a few numbers, though, on Larson's recent sprint car success and just how good he's been. 
Going back through 2022, Young Money has made 58 sprint car starts. He's won 18 times. It's about 31% of, the, of those races. He's also got 39 top fives and 47 top tens in that same stretch. With Larson set to run something near half the high limit schedule, I was also curious who beats him the most often when he doesn't win. And the, act, uh, the answer is actually pretty good for the high limit teams. Rico Brent Marks are the winningest drivers against Larson the past two years. They each have won five times with the Silva 57 in the field. Other drivers with multiple wins against him include David Gravel, Sweet, Donnie Schatz, Logan Schuhart, Shelton Hoddenshield, Geo Selzy, and James McFadden. On the Lucas side, we're much deeper into that season with 12 races already complete through Speed Weeks. I'm not sure if we're counting this second trip to Gold Niles as part of Speed Weeks or not. Uh, at the moment, Ricky Thornton Jr. leads the series standings over Hudson O'Neill, Jonathan Davenport, Devin Moran, and Dalton Wilson. O'Neill and RTJ lead all drivers uh, in wins. They got three apiece, and O'Neill was quickest last night in open practice. He and RTJ split the Golden Isles wins back about a month ago when the series was first at Brunswick. Those opening nights drew near 50 cars, and I'll be curious to see how many we get this time around. Uh, only 29 looked to be signed in last night for practice, so we'll see if that grows by Friday. We do still lack clarity on the full-time status for a few different drivers on the Lucas side as well. Jonathan Davenport is kind of the main one. He's third in the standings, already has a win, but has been pretty non-committal about whether he'll do the full tour again. Flow Racing's Michael Rigsby said not long ago, he thinks JD will do it, but nothing has been confirmed. Davenport's website still showing a blank schedule after this weekend's races. And the same is true for Tyler Erb. Nothing set for his schedule after this weekend either. He struggled at Golden Isles previously and Alltech, but had speed at Ocala and was strong all week at East Bay. We'll see if they can parlay that East Bay speed into more success going forward. If you can't be at Golden Isles this weekend, Flow Racing will have the live streams. Uh, in central Pennsylvania this weekend, their 410 sprint car season gets started at Lincoln Speedway with the icebreaker. It's going to be chilly, so pack that warm gear, but racing looks like it will happen. Freddie Raymer is seeking his fifth straight track championship, and his odds are pretty good, I'd say. He had 14 wins there in 2023. He also was the icebreaker winner a year ago with Justin Peck also winning a feature that weekend. This will be the big debut of the new virtual flagging system at Lincoln. And yesterday we got a look at the video board setup thanks to a photo from Danny Dietrich. His social media post said, quote, I think this video board will end up being a great thing. It may not be for the old school folk, but it's hard to argue uh, what it will be to do uh, or what it will be able to do over an actual flagman. You got to be open minded, unquote. Through these uh, early weeks, the track will continue to have an actual flagman in the stand to help with tr uh, the transition, and there will still be officials around the track and in the corners to help spot any issues. I still think this won't be that big of a deal, and after a few weeks, I don't think anybody will even notice. The big point of criticism has been, what if the technology fails? But it won't be hard to just put somebody back in the stand if that happens. Do I think that this technology will suddenly take over short track racing and eliminate flagman everywhere? Absolutely not. Plenty of tracks will want to hold on to that tradition uh, and, uh, you know, and hold on to that position. But if it's successful, I could see it popping up elsewhere in coming seasons. The icebreaker this weekend may turn into a draw, I think, just from people being curious about this system. Uh, as long as the race happens, I'll try and share some uh, screen captures or video of it on Sunday's Daily Show. The icebreaker will be streamed live over on Flow Racing as well. Uh, in other weekend racing out in California, we've got both winged and non-wing action coming up. On the uh, non-wing side, the USAC CRA season opens Saturday at Paris Auto Speedway. Brody Roa will begin his title defense against guys like Tommy Malcolm, Austin and Cody Williams, and A.J. Bender. Some other drivers expected to race there include Charles Davis Jr., Logan Calderwood, Austin Grabowski, and Eddie Tafoya Jr. And way up north at Marysville, the 360-winged season begins there on Saturday. I could see that one drawing some cars, being as how this will be one of the first chances for those guys to race in 2024. 
If you're a Dirt Modified fan, the 2024 USMTS season starts this weekend at Hunt County Raceway in Texas. Hunt County is actually the former Super Bowl Speedway. Uh, tonight, that is Thursday, is a practice night with racing set for Friday and Saturday. Besides the USMTS, the weekend card also includes Eco Mods and USRA Limited Mods, factory stocks, and stock cars. Friday and Saturday are both 5,000 win shows for the USMTS competitors. Rodney Sanders is the defending series champion, but sounds like we'll be a big field of full-timers yet again. Should be a pretty tight for the title all season. If you want to tune in, you can watch it on Race and Dirt or Race On, like I just mentioned. Uh, and down in Florida at Southern Raceway, they've got Crate Racing uh, USA late models for 10,000 to win this weekend, along with USCS sprint cars and other divisions. You can watch that one live over at HuntTheFront.tv. All right, that's it for The Daily Show this week. I appreciate all of you who continue to tune in and support what I do here. Hope you guys have a great Thursday, a great weekend out there. We'll see you right back here on Sunday. 